Milos, great to see you back. What was it like when you stepped foot on the court in Setogenbosch for your first match after nearly two years? Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, but it was also quite stressful. It all, a lot of the stuff uh, felt very uh, foreign to me. Um, being at a tournament, being around other players, you know, after two years, pretty much in complete isolation from the tennis world. Um, it's incredible how quickly you forget things, but then also how quickly things come back. I think it's uh, it made it a lot more enjoyable, it made it a lot more fun, and then also it creates nerves because it is it feels so foreign for so many moments. So I remember being quite uh, very nervous, actually. I remember playing those first two games. I think I had six double faults in the first two games. Um, those are things that no matter how much I practiced or how much I practiced with other players that you kind of can't replicate or you just kind of need to go through it and I think going through it having a positive experience with it uh, was something uh, great and something I had a lot of fun with and uh, it was nice uh, just to be around other players to be competing and um, to be able to test myself to be able to go on court uh, work towards something and be able to see what I can make of it. You used the word foreign twice then. I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Was there something quite nice about approaching the tennis circuit after nearly two years of distance from it? Yeah, there was a lot of nice things. There's also a lot of things that, you know, you come back to it and you kind of realize those aren't the things you miss. So I think there's a lot of things to it. I think the Can travel, you give me some examples? The constant travel, I think, uh, was a big part of it. Um... It was nice to be in one place for a long period of time. It was nice to have uh, consistency throughout your days. It's nice to know when you're going to go on court, and not have to wait for matches to finish before you, and these kind, and then warm up once or twice maybe before a match, kind of like, oh, is this uh, person going to serve it out or not? Then you go back, then you chill out another 30 minutes, then you warm up again. Those kind of things I didn't miss, but I did miss the um, every day being around other. Uh, great players and practicing with them each practice uh, having a lot of uh, meaning and um, intention behind it also you wanting to have a good practice but then also because out of respect to the uh, person you're practicing with you want them to have a good practice as well so that also the first few times practicing with top players gave me nerves as well like it was kind of weird being well like you weren't good enough or no it just i was completely out of rhythm because I came to the first practices, I remember, and I'd say, hey, how long do you want to warm up for before you play points? Because I hadn't played points in two years. So I'm like, do we go hit down the middle for five minutes? Is it 30 minutes? Like, all those kind of rhythms of how long a warm-up goes for. You, you're just out of those things. They come back really fast. But I, I know the first, like time or the second time even a little bit as well, you're kind of like questioning it, like, okay, am I doing the right things? And... Uh, those kind of things, it's fun to go through them, but it's also like a stress that you didn't imagine you'd be having, right? Because they're all small little things that you never thought about twice before. So those kind of things, uh, but then also stepping on a court, competing, playing for something, uh, having that meaning behind and having a more direct kind of uh, test coming up rather than practicing and having everything so far away because you don't know... Uh, when you're going to be ready to play, if you're going to be fit and all these kind of things, having that 
be more immediate and having that satisfaction of going out on court and have and thankfully I was able to win my first match that all meant a lot and those are the things I really enjoyed and once those things start going you kind of forget all the things that uh, that might have uh, been things you didn't miss because those things outweigh it significantly and I think that's that's been a real pleasure for me and then getting to do it back to back weeks and one week after the next all these kind of things you're kind of going through it you got, lose a sense of time the weeks kind of fall into one another and you know before you know it you're back on uh, back on the road going tournament to tournament just trying to do as best as you can obviously we know that you were out for the best part of two years but of course at the time you don't know that let's take you back to the first half of 2021 you had a good Australian Open you played a couple of hardcore tournaments but after Miami several months off and then you played in Atlanta lost first round to Nakashima final set tie break and then nothing until June 2023 how do you look back on that period of 23 months yeah um yeah, you know, it was tough. It, there was a lot of tough things. I first got hurt in Australia. Then I believe I pulled out of a few events, and then I played Acapulco in Miami. Miami, I kind of worked my way through just uh, because I knew I wasn't going to play anything on clay. I had skipped clay the last few years, so I kind of saw it as, okay, maybe it's not the right thing to be playing, or maybe it's not the best thing, but I know I have some time off after. Then my whole idea was, okay, I got to put the time and effort into focus and to get ready for the grass court season I have uh, plenty of time to get healthy and all these kind of things during the clay court season wanted to get ready for grass and then one thing you know you get all these things that come up and you just lose a week or you lose two weeks and all of a sudden those things accumulate and you've lost about two months and then uh, I missed Wimbledon I was like I got in good shape got ready for Atlanta was in Atlanta training feeling good step on court and just really struggle to finish that match and then you're kind of like I thought I got past the issues that I was feeling then you do more tests you're kind of figuring out like hey we've done all the things we've done the protocol we've done all the things we were supposed to to feel better why am I not there so you do more more tests more investigating into it was this with the Achilles or the toe Achilles okay this was with the Achilles and then then you go through it all and you realize like okay there's a much bigger issue that I'm kind of dealing with this is going to take some time so then uh, you know you spend some time in a uh, in a cast uh, to try to really rest it completely and not how long were you in the cast for I was in the cast about five weeks Um, this was just I believe just before US Open I, I was there and then through all of September you try to think, and then you just you 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 go on court, or you try to even warm up to step on court to do like a slight, and you just can't. You don't get to the point where you feel comfortable with it. You feel like it's always telling you, okay, it needs more time, it needs more time, and then days turn to weeks, turn to months. All these things kind of um, catch momentum, and time passes by really quickly. And then, because you know you're not able to do much. You focus on other things. You try to make the most of it. You don't just uh, get all gloomy and say, like, oh, I can't play today. Oh, I can't train today. You kind of find other things. And then a lot of months pass by. And every little while you kind of say, okay, I'm feeling better. I want to try. I want to try. I want to do this a little bit differently, I think, was a big part of it. And for me, you know, finishing in 2021 without ever getting to say kind of farewell or goodbye to anybody 
um, that didn't feel right. I think, uh, you know, I'm a person that's always been quite obsessive about controlling all the things I can. And that really felt something that slipped away from me. So I was kind of looking for the next opportunity just to be able to come back. And then the timing of this year really worked out. Getting a chance to come to Wimbledon one time was one really important thing for me as a player. Um, knowing that Toronto is uh, the Canadian Open or the National Bank Open is being played in Toronto this year was another important thing for me. I grew up 10 minutes from that, those facilities from that tournament. You just kind of set your eye on something and you say, okay, let's see if I can work towards this. And, you know, two years didn't feel like two years. I think two years on the road because you can measure everything by tournaments. You know when uh, each tournament is, which part of the calendar year. You know, the ATP Tour is pretty repetitive every 52 weeks. It's kind of the same thing, waits for you on the other end. Uh, the, some of the smaller tournaments might change, but not the big ones. And uh, I didn't have those reference points, so time just kind of flew by. Uh, and then... All of a sudden, it took me two years to be at a point where I felt like I could uh, step on court and be able to produce a level that I could be proud of because I didn't want to just come around to be around. So if someone had said to you in Atlanta, Milos, look, I'm sorry, it's going to be 18 months, two years before you're back on the match court again. Would you have viewed it differently? Or because you don't know it's going to be that long, is there always a sense yeah, of I optimism? It, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's quite different because I think as a top athlete there's a kind of belief that you can do anything but if somebody told me like 18 months two years I think that would have been a lot harder to accept um, all these kind of things would have been so much more difficult to accept because it just the idea of quantifying what am I going to do for the next two years is is hard because you know you've never spent two years at something without having a, uh, an objective more immediately so that that was definitely something that would have uh, taken a little bit of wind out of the sails so how did you get through it i really just i've always had outside interests outside of tennis all these kind of things that i've tried to spend time around with whether it be through reading through education through learning all these uh, different hobbies per se because they've always been quite casual and I just really focused on them um, started taking more and more classes and courses and various things such know, as uh, various things from art history through finance different things such that I always found interesting and um, and then you know my life changed quite a bit in a way I was with uh, someone very special to me got married a year ago so that's also been an incredible blessing and um, priorities change a little bit you know it's not always about you uh, is Milos eating enough is Milos practicing how was his practice you know p people don't ask you about those kind of things day to day like they do on tour the whole world doesn't revolve around you and you being in the right mood so you can step on court and play a good tennis but you know you come back a little bit to reality and it, it was it was a nice it was a fun experience uh, and I got to spend time with my family more than I probably had over the last 10 years um, especially the last two with uh, COVID and, uh, you know, really being hard to bring around family to uh, tennis tournaments and then friends as well. And those are things that have always been incredibly important to me, but I don't think I was able to ever really get an appreciation for it because you always were just caught up, okay, where's the next tournament and what do I need to do to play my best there? And there's some things that will always uh, last much longer than a tennis career, and I'm happy that... I have a lot of um, confidence uh, in the people around me and the people that I have that I call friends and family and 
that uh, they will be there for whichever issues and good moments that arise throughout my life. So on that basis, why on earth do you bother with tennis anymore? Because, I mean, you've been in a Wimbledon final, you've been semis at other majors. Surely there's enough interest in your life to say, do you know, done tennis. I think ego. You want to know if you can do it one more time. I think every, to be a good athlete, to be, a, uh, I think, great at anything in life, you have to have an ego. You have to believe there's something about you that stand at, stands out, that's special in a way. And I think for me... The ego, I don't know if it would have uh, accepted so much that, hey, your Achilles took that opportunity away from you or whatever it may be. And I think I just kind of wanted to prove that to myself. And uh, to be honest with you, another big thing is 2020 tennis, 2021 tennis that I got to play, my family wasn't able to be there. Um, My family has always been incredibly important to me. They were also the ones that put me into tennis when I was nine years old, the ones that were there for driving me around for every practice to every match. Um, to me, having a chance to play in front of them one more time, that, that to me was kind of irreplaceable, and especially in front of my mom and dad. and That kind of thing lit a fire in me, like, okay, let's, let's put in that time, let's suck it up. But, you know, some days are going to hurt. It won't uh, always be linear and go in a positive way. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bouncing back and forth, but those kind of things really gave me a lot of motivation. You said you're the kind of person who likes to control as much as you can. You get a bit stressed when there's not as much that you can control as you'd like to. Has the have the two years off given you? A, has it been your teacher in terms of being less obsessive about what you can't control? It has in, in terms of tennis, and I think also once you kind of get a, a, away from it where there's not that whole week-to-week uh, stress and pressure of defending points, getting points, will you be in the next event, and so forth, that's kind of gone away. But I don't think my desire to try to do everything I can, whatever it may be in, to give myself the best possible opportunity has gone away. I think that that will kind of stick with me. It's something I'm incredibly proud of yeah it makes uh, the tough days a little bit more difficult but it also makes the good days a bit more special and um, we try to be as even keel about all of it as you can but it's not that easy you have to really work on it but whatever I do I know that I will always have the intention that I will do everything I can to get things to the point where I want them to go and I think it's a it's a great skill of mine Tell me one or two of the things you learned during the, uh, the time you were off. Is there a good book that you'd recommend to people? Is there a, a great art exhibit that you went to see? Something you learned about something? I think that, our, and I think this is more, even it can be about tennis, it can be about everything. I think there's always, you, you, it's easy to develop an idea. And there's a big part of you that, sticks to these ideas you kind of create a bias because you never want to admit you're wrong but I think things shift around and change a lot more than people accept or people want to accept so I think having that uh, flexibility to change your opinion to change your mind is an incredibly important thing uh, day in and it might be a day-to-day thing it might be a weekly thing but I think being able to kind of shed the ego and just see things for what they are and try to uh, make every decision the best one possible and not out of emotion more out of uh, ration and logic is an incredibly important thing that I kind of got to spend time and work on 
And I think that one thing I've learned about reading, it's not so much a book here or there. I think that it's about spending the time because I think everybody extracts a different thing. And the beauty of reading compared to what I've uh, gone to, I used to read a lot before, but it's very different when you can read something and really think about it compared to reading something and then thinking like, okay, I have that practice tomorrow and you forget it pretty quickly or I have a match to get ready for, I have a flight to get to wherever it may be. Um, the beauty of reading, because it leaves a lot up to our own perception compared to TV shows and stuff, you can relate to a lot more. So two people might read the exact same passage, the exact same book, the exact same article, but they might perceive it very differently and might have a very different uh, impact or effect. Um, some of the best books I've actually gone or just uh, and read are... I've always taking people's suggestions I'll read the book but it's been some that I didn't really have much expectation for because something about it whether it's a relationship with my family a relationship with my wife or friends something about that that relates to that piece that I'm reading uh, I find it makes it just more profound and more meaningful to me and then I, I always stay away from making suggestions because I think that as a good a book may have been for you, it might not be for everybody else. And I think those expectations and um, it's hard to... Sometimes people also... If somebody has a really profound experience through a book or it might even just be a short article, uh, they might suggest to, but they might expect for you to have that exact same experience with it and it doesn't quite work out that way. So I think always... Does that matter? It does because you feel like you want to relate to somebody, right? Somebody gives you a suggestion saying, hey, we could relate over this. And I think that the more you read, the more things you'll find that really matter to you. And it, it will be very hard for it to correlate exactly to the person that might have given you that suggestion or people in your life. And you might realize maybe in these ways I'm different and there's something really nice about that. And it's nice to have those experiences. I think that us leaving, uh, my family and I leaving... Um, Montenegro when I was three years old moving to Canada my brother and sister never playing tennis nor my parents me starting tennis I think it's a really hard thing for other people to be able to associate to and it changes your vision on things and especially when you read because reading has a lot less suggestive uh, visual cues than sitting down watching a tv show or movie and I think that can take you a long ways Anything in particular that you've read that's made an impression on you that you're not necessarily recommending, but that you've particularly enjoyed? I think for me, the best book, and it actually was a recommendation to me, but the book that really got me excited and wanted me, making me want to read more and more day in and day out was Tuesdays with Maury. I think that was a pretty incredible story about an appreciation for life, however difficult things may be. Um, there's a lot of things that you can easily be grateful for and I think you just have to always give yourself that perspective and I think you always have to understand that um, it's not so doom and gloom and the good moments aren't necessarily always as good as they may seem and neither are the bad and I think you kind of go from one day to the next and you try to make the most of each opportunity. So with that perspective and with what you talked about flexibility are you a more flexible a more thoughtful tennis player or is that just in your life and that actually tennis is has to be as focused as it ever was? Yeah, I think I'm, you have to be as focused as it ever was because tennis has always been a dedication, I think, out of respect to it. Um, I don't think I would want to play it without that focus, that intensity, and that care for all the details. And 
um, I think that's the great thing for it and I hope that you know at some point later in my life I'm able to find uh, something that I care about with as much detail as much uh, intensity and as much paranoia and all those things because wanting to do something wanting to do something that well wanting to do something that intensely wanting to do that something that carefully that's what makes it fun that's what makes it exciting and that's what makes you want to make those leaps and make those sacrifices to be able to do better at and has it changed your friendships on the tour or do you gravitate towards different types of personalities yeah it, the tour has changed a lot since the last two years there's a lot younger guys that uh, on tour that have done extremely well that i never met before um and then there's some guys that aren't around as much but but there's some guys that are even around longer uh if you look at it it's strictly in terms of age so um the one thing that's been nice is seeing a lot of familiar faces and you know greeting a lot of players uh, the players have been incredible at saying it's nice to see you back and all these kind of things which which means a lot to me makes it a lot more enjoyable makes it a lot more fun and um, a lot a lot of those things when i first thought about coming back i didn't think those things would be the things that necessarily mattered the most but they kind of have and they've kind of been the most sincere and uh, meaningful to me so far And is this a farewell tour? You talked about sort of not wanting to finish the way you did in 2021. Are you back for as long as you can or are you just saying no, I want to just finish on my own terms? I think for me the one thing I said is I want to play Wimbledon one more time. I want to play Toronto one more time and hopefully US will put one more time and I think that's kind of the main objective for me and that's kind of all the expectation I've put on myself. But if they go well, you're up for being on longer? Expectations a dangerous thing and I think uh, that's all the expectation I want to put up on myself. Well, I hope you have expectations for some good art galleries and good books afterwards. Thank you.